We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. And welcome to Overnight America. It's a Thursday night, so it's the last night, at least for this show of the week in are we going to get any sort of groundbreaking announcements tonight? You never know. So the latest results are in from Arizona. If you're listening to this live at 8 o'clock Central Time, these are the numbers there. If you're listening to this on the replay or on the podcast, I'm sure there's something updated now. So here's the very latest in just a minute ago. From Arizona, it looks like Joe Biden has increased his margin. So as of right now... Biden has 1.528 million votes. Trump, 1.482 million votes. So the Biden margin is, well, maybe I take that back. It's it's getting smaller. So Biden margin, 46,000. So that number has gone down. I thought it was going the other way. And this last um, update there, Biden lost about 11,000 more votes in Arizona. So they estimate that there's more than 95% of the votes in right now. It's exactly, you know, it's very difficult to tell what that's going to do. And who knows, maybe tonight there could be another Arizona update and we could find out a little bit more there. Consequently, there could be another update in the other way when it comes to Georgia. What's going to happen there? Earlier, and just probably in the last hour and a half, President Trump from the White House gave an update from his campaign I watched it, and then afterwards I watched the reaction on CNN, who went full-blown Trump derangement syndrome. And I got to say, for them to say that they were trying to handle this like a newscast, as in if it was them trying to uphold their journalistic integrity, as if they were doing this not as opinionated personalities, not as some sort of like, you know, at least on MSNBC and Fox, you have the different commentators go up and they are expressing their opinion on things and then they call it as opinion. On CNN, they don't do that. They're not saying this is opinion. However, I watched them just absolutely, they they have to put an opinion on this. It's commentary at this point. They are not covering it like the news. It was something else to watch. And I'm watching it right now. They're giving more updates. And you want to talk about treading water. I don't know if any other network treads. <laughs> I, to me, am an expert at treading water. When I use that term, I mean, you just fill in time for the sake of fill in time. You're just basically trying not to drown. 
CNN has been treading water their last two nights. They've been going over the exact same thing. They've been saying the exact same things. They haven't tried to even present it in a different way. It's just been over and over and over again. So I wanted to play for you a couple of the different moments from the two campaigns, give you at least an update of where we stand right now. Today, uh, in about 20 minutes or so, we're going to bring on Amy Markscores. She's part of the Charlie Brennan Show. She's actually running for a good cause, not for office, thank goodness. So we will talk election, but I want to talk to her about a fundraiser she's doing and something that's coming up in just a few days. She'll be joining us right after the weather here in about 20 minutes. And then later in the show, we're going to join Brad Young from Hairstyle Fisher and Young. I want to talk to him about two things, an update when it comes to the lawsuits. When President Trump mentioned a few states, some of them were going in his favor. Some have not gone in his favor. Then I want to talk about the one letter that was written to the McCloskeys that have been posted online about a viral photo that they've been using and sending out as like Christmas cards. <laughs> so I wanted to talk to Brad what he thinks about that potential of a lawsuit. They sent a bill, apparently, by a law firm. Um, who knows? Maybe Brad will have a good good chuckle with us on that one. We'll do that later. But I'm going to spend all of next hour taking your calls on this. And I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about. And I'm sure you have a lot to talk about, too. So how about from earlier today? Let's hear what Joe Biden had to say from Wilmington, Delaware. Senator Harris and I just completed a briefings on both COVID and the economic crisis facing this nation. And we're reminded again of the severity of this pandemic. Cases are on the rise nationwide, and we're nearing 240,000 deaths due to COVID. And our hearts go out to each and every family that has lost a loved one to this terrible disease. In America, the vote is sacred. It's how people of this nation express their will. And it is the will of the voters, no one, not anything else, that chooses the president of the United States of America. So, each ballot must be counted, and that's what we're going to see going through now, and that's how it should be. Democracy is sometimes messy. It sometimes requires a little patience as well, but that patience has been rewarded now for more than 240 years with a system of governance that's been the envy of the world. And we continue to feel, Senator and I, we continue to feel very good about where things stand. We have no doubt that when the count is finished, Senator Harris and I will be declared the winners. So I ask everyone to stay calm, all the people to stay calm. The process is working. The count is being completed and uh, very soon. So thank you all for your patience, but we have to count the votes. God bless you all and may God protect our troops. Thank you so much. All right, so I guess he had to throw the troops in there. It's interesting. <laughs> He's uh, okay. It's a nice thing to say, but I mean, uh, I, I let me let me mention this real quick because Donald Trump also had a speech today, and he gave an update from the White House, and he talked about where his campaign stands and where he thinks this should go. So you have Joe Biden. We're getting briefed. We're you know looking at basically some of the issues so when we take office right so he's, he's trying to say that somehow he wants to hit the ground running assuming that he's going to win so he goes in there and does that all right here's how donald trump had his statement from earlier i challenge joe and every democrat to clarify that they only want legal votes 
because they talk about votes, and I think they should use the word legal, legal votes. We want every legal vote counted, and I want every legal vote counted. We want openness and transparency, no secret count rooms, no mystery ballots, no illegal votes being cast after Election Day. You have Election Day, and the laws are very strong on that. You have an Election Day, and they don't want votes cast after Election Day, and they want the process to be an honest one. It's so important. We want an honest election, and we want an honest count, and we want honest people working back there, because it's a very important job. So that's the way this country is going to win. That's the way the United States will win. And we think we will win the election very easily. We think there's going to be a lot of litigation, because we have so much evidence, so much proof, and it's going to end up perhaps at the highest court in the land. We'll see. But we think there'll be a lot of litigation because we can't have an election stolen like, by, like this. And I, I tell you, I've been talking about this for many months with all of you. And I've said very strongly that mail-in ballots are going to end up being a disaster. Small elections were a disaster. Small, very easy-to-handle elections were disastrous. Uh, this is a large-scale version, and it's getting worse and worse every day. We're hearing stories that are horror stories, absolute horror stories. And we can't let that happen to the United States of America. It's not a question of who wins, Republican, Democrat, Joe, myself. We can't let that happen to our country. We can't be disgraced by having something like this happen. So it will be hopefully cleared up, maybe soon, I hope soon. But it'll probably go through a process, a legal process. And uh, as you know, I've claimed certain states, and uh, he's claiming states, and we can both claim the states, but ultimately I have a feeling judges are going to have to rule. But there's been a lot of shenanigans, and we can't uh, stand for that in our country. Thank you very much. All right, so that's the president's comments. And after the president made those comments, CNN and really pretty much every left-leaning agency you can think of went absolutely crazy. David Axelrod, who worked with the Obama administration, came on after, and his take on all of this was, you notice how Donald Trump mentions Philadelphia and Detroit for having issues? There's a a common thread there. Hmm, Could it be that they're predominantly African-American? So he calls Donald Trump a racist for trying to contest some of these areas. Now, keep in mind, a judge in his favor actually ruled that, hey, maybe the— the ability to monitor these things are not being held up. And yes, you are allowed to have people in, in these uh, districts where you're counting the ballots to observe. And you saw that in Philadelphia today, I guess in Pennsylvania, I should say. So there is some merit to it. Well, he lost it. I think in Michigan was one of the states where that did not go through. But listen to those two statements, both of them. Integrity of the election. Donald Trump, integrity of the election. I might win. He might win. But we need the integrity of the election. That was the message of Donald Trump. And today, CNN called him a racist for doing that. But, you know, good old Joe Biden, when he says anything along those lines, he's just being pretty wishy-washy, you know, trying to be as careful as possible in his words, gets a free pass for it. And I can just absolutely see the way that this is being covered is absolutely not fair to you the American public, because I think a lot of people are going to buy into this. Keep in mind all the issues that New York State had this summer when they were trying to look at a mail-in ballot system. I think if you're going to use that as the test in trying to figure out, is it possible that a lot of these ballots could be invalid? Maybe. 
is it worth looking into? Well, I think if you're Donald Trump and you're behind, then, yeah, you're going to argue it's worth looking into. The big question is, does he have any proof? So is he going to be able to present proof that there are issues? And if he can and it moves forward, then he has a chance. But if he can't, this doesn't move forward, then things get worse. I just don't know where it's going. 314-436-7900 is the number. Uh, we could take some of your calls coming up if you want to. And I'm going to read some of your text messages. Some people texting in early. This is good. This is Overnight America KMOX. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. Welcome back to Overnight America. We'll take some of your calls here. And I want to just point this out real quick because... In New York City over the summer, there was a primary where a lot of mail-in ballots were coming in. And we're talking about a major large area, someone that would be prepared to handle this sort of thing. Now, keep in mind, it took them months to sort all of this out. And in the end, if I am looking at this correctly, one in five ballots were thrown out. About 21% total invalidated because they were not done properly. And if you look at that and say, well, in the last couple of days... Is it possible that some of these mail-in ballots were not proper based on what the state laws are? I think that if you could prove that the processing was not you know, actively invalidating, as in they were just pushing everything through without looking at the merits or the, um, the, the actual ability to try to make sure it's a legal vote, if they skipped that step, then Donald Trump, I think, would have a good chance at re- overturning. Let's just say if New York did one in five, let's just say one in five of the mail-in ballots were invalidated because of that. Okay, so I think if he's looking at that number, that's his last-ditch effort, last-ditch. If he doesn't have proof of that and he can't come forward and prove it and he puts it up in front of a court, then I think there's very little chance he's going to get what he needs in order to win this election. It's going to be over for him. And I don't think that if you're trying to win this election based on litigation, it's a strong chance for you at this point. I mean, there's a chance that he keeps Georgia and there's a chance that he flips Arizona over. And now you're looking at Pennsylvania and there's a chance. I mean, he does have a chance to win it the other way around. But then if it goes that way, you better believe the Democrats and the DNC and Joe Biden are going to be arguing the same thing. And they're going to be going to the court. I don't think they would accept it that way. So this is where I think we stand in the election right now. It's a tough one. Keep in mind, too, in New York, we're talking about just one area. It took them months to sort this sort of thing out. How do you think it's going to be when you're talking about an entire state, let alone multiple states, that one person is arguing that maybe you didn't invalidate all of the ballots that should have been invalidated? We need to have an independent audit of these things, and it's going to take some time. So if you think that for Donald Trump to just go away this week, it's not going to happen. I feel like this is going to be the long game. He's, he's, going, to, he's going to try to fight this. Let's take a couple of your calls. Uh, maybe you see it differently. And John's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, John. Hello. Oh, G- Larry. I'm sorry. Oh, he doesn't. Down. He doesn't. Your, your <laughs> call screener doesn't have a clue, does he? Oh, that's funny. Well, he's you, never you met in, John Goodman. I know. Jokingly, he said that. I should have known, but it was it threw me off when I saw it on the screener. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. Man. Go ahead. My fame is fleeting fastly. <laughs> FFF fame leading fastly. Uh, you said something yeah. on your on your opening that I kind of disagree with. I know you didn't mean it that way. You said it, 
basically this is kind of really about Trump. Trump needs to do this for Trump. No, Trump needs to do this because this is putting in peril one of the greatest things in American history is our voting. And, you know, it really perturbs me when people talk about, like Joe Biden and whomever, a democracy. A democracy means mob rule. I guess that's what they... We live in a republic, folks. We don't live in a democracy. We live in a republic. So there was 27,300 votes dropped off today in Philadelphia, right? All 27,300 were Biden votes. All 27,300. Is that possible? Mr. Rucker, is that possible? Statistically, statistically, no. no. And keep in mind, back in the 2016 election, remember there were certain districts where it went 100% Hillary Clinton. There were zero votes for Donald Trump. That's not even statistically possible. It's, it's just this bizarre. in Pennsylvania. And lastly, um, did you did you drop the ball on your callers? I found this out earlier today. Peter Kinder was on with your afternoon host. I don't really listen to him much. He 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 said this, and I didn't know this. You may have known this and not let us know. We count on you. You're like our you're our conduit to the news, other than Fox. Corey <laughs> Bush was down at the McCluskeys with the bullhorn, shouting out, "You can't stop the movement." Were you privy to that? No, I've never heard that. That's the first. He I, said I've it on. He about. said it, and you can go back into the archives. He said it today live. Who is that that runs the show in the afternoon? What's his name? Uh, Mark Reardon. You're talking about. That's it. Corey yeah. Bush okay. was in front of the McCluskeys with the bullhorn. So, so actually, what is what is her? What is she a congresswoman now? They haven't been what sworn in, so when she does, she'll be a congresswoman, sure. She'll be a congresswoman, and she'll be a Marxist common, uh, congresswoman. Wow, this well, is little, little this is some sad stuff. Also, uh, uh, actively trespassing because it's widely known that that private right. uh, area. Uh, if I don't know who invited, if she was invited by a neighbor to harass another neighbor, then that's pretty lousy too. Uh, all right, well, hey, Larry, good to hear from you. Thank you for calling in. All righty. Let's go to Dan, who's holding the line. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, thanks for taking my call. And that last caller is exactly right. The guy said that was Corey Bush leading the league, uh, leading the whole group out there, talking bad to them people and that stuff. So, you know, if anything, uh, I think she should be uh, uh, disciplined on something like that. But, uh, you know, that's totally wrong. She shouldn't be doing that. So, but the uh, the main reason I'm actively harassing, it sounds like. Yeah, last night I talked to you, and then you were going to ask me something about my brothers and that stuff, and I'll tell you in a minute because uh, I, okay. I was going through a bad area over here in Illinois doing my delivery, and I got cut off with the area. That was it. But anyway, the reason I'm calling, I said, you know, I got a ton of respect for you. I love your show. You, you're, you're top-notch. You're as smart as a whip and that stuff, and I really hope to God that you don't believe all this crap that Donald Trump is telling people on the radio like he was today, and especially talking bad about those uh, people in that room uh, counting all these uh, votes and that stuff, and he's coming out and talking bad about people like that. Come on, man. You, I hope you don't believe that, and I hope the American people don't believe that stuff. I don't think there's any fraud going on or anything like that. He's not going to have any proof. 
There's not going to be any proof, and if he does, he's got to put it on paper, and it's got to go through the lower courts first, and they're not going to. And if he doesn't have that, he ain't got a prayer. He's doing that's everything true. he has now, to the, do the, to try. The, the, well, no, what's, that's nothing. true that he, he's going to have um, the burden of proof here, and that's the thing. He's going to have to present something, and I think if he can present that he was not represented properly, that it has to trigger some sort of audit. So there needs to make sure if there was a, at least a time where he wasn't allowed, and maybe there was a time he was allowed, but there was a time he wasn't allowed. What about all those ballots that were counted before then where they could have had oversight? By both parties. If he can make that argument, then that opens up a lot of possibilities in these closed states. I don't so, know if right. there's he has any the burden proof on that. I don't think there's any proof on that neither. I mean, his own party is coming out and telling him to tone it down and to stop because they know what they're facing. They know he's probably done. And, uh, you know, these are uh, people, uh, Republicans from the, uh, the state. Wait until he starts getting people up there in Washington start telling him, hey, look, man, you're done. Just tone it down, and you're just going to have to take it in stride and that stuff. They're starting to speak out on it, and, uh, and, you know, and he's not going to like that. He's gonna, uh, they know how he is. As soon as he starts hearing them talking bad about him, he's going to start talking bad uh, back at them and that stuff. He is only out for himself. He's not out for the American people. He might be and that stuff, but he only worries about what Donald Trump is good for him and not anybody yeah. else. It's been proven. Okay. You've heard it before. Yeah. Well, I, I thank you for your call. I appreciate it. But we got to go to a uh, break here with the weather. Uh, um, I think that with him as a person, I think that he absolutely loves the country. I don't think there's any way to deny it. I, I think for him, what he wants his legacy to be is that he did good for his country he put it in a better place because he felt like he needed to step up and do that. I think that he'll be able to make that argument. If his ego says um, he wanted the country to be better, then you know what? If he if he was accomplished in it, I don't see a lot to complain about. Uh, I think a lot of people turn around and look at it and say that you know his ego drives him. I don't think so. I think his ego is trying to drive the country. I think that uh, it's looked at in a completely wrong manner, and I think it's warped and perverted in such a way by networks like CNN and MSNBC that he's motivated by racism and he's motivated by fill-in-the-blank sexism or blah, 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 blah. You know, they, they, xenophobia. So they, they try to put all of these other things in there. It's just, again, it's for all the people that are out there giving him a hard time right now for trying to let this thing play out and saying, here's what I'm going to do. And, and then even during his press conference today, literally saying, if it's Joe Biden or if it's me, I just want legal votes to be counted. And I think when the legal votes are counted, I'll win. People going crazy for a statement like that. There's no reason to go crazy for a statement like that. But that's what all I saw. And, you know, in CNN, by the way, you had David Axelrod go out there and call him a racist because he's looking at areas that are close right now. Oh, he's a racist. Isn't there something in common with all of these close areas? Hmm. So. It's, it's it, this is what we're up against right now. And when you're up against hearing this all the time, do you think that maybe that whatever message that you would have had that would have been valid gets completely drowned out by those that voted for Donald Trump because they've had to sit through this nonsense over and over and over again? You know, they, I think that maybe I'll ask um, Amy Markscores about that because actually she is going to be doing something, a different type of race. She's going to be racing against time. 
I guess, in herself, and she's going to be doing it for a good cause. I'm going to talk to her about that coming up next on Overnight America KMOX. You hear her weekdays with Charlie Brennan here on KMOX. Amy Marks, how are you? Uh-oh. Amy, hello? Oh, I thought maybe we do. Maybe we can do. you hear me okay? Oh, I can hear you now. There we go. How are you? Okay. I'm... I am doing well. I actually just got back from a run not too long ago, ate some dinner, and uh, and now talking to you. So it's a good evening. You have to run a lot. Do you run multiple times a day? Yes. When I am trying to hit like certain mileage goals for a week, uh, for instance, a couple of weeks ago when I had, I actually ran 105 miles in that seven-day period. So that averages out to 15 miles a day, every day for seven days. Well, sometimes you don't always want to run 15 miles at a go. So if you split it up into seven miles in the morning and maybe eight miles at night, it's actually a lot easier on your body and it's easier to get those miles in. Ah, that so sounds terrible to me. Yes. <laughs> I know. Well, I think it sounds actually, terrible to so most you're people. Like- yeah, you are preparing. In fact, you're doing something pretty cool, and you've been talking about it not only on your social media but on the show, and I was hoping you can explain to everyone what you are preparing for. Yes. On Thursday, November 12th, so one week out today, one week out today, I will be running six hours. I'll be doing a six-hour run to raise money for the backstoppers. And my goal in the six hours is to run as many miles as possible. The I'm guessing, I'm thinking I'll be between 40 and 45 miles in that six-hour window. And people think, why in the world would you do that? Well, first, I mean, we can easily answer with the backstoppers are just such an incredible organization. And the way the backstoppers step up to support the families of first responders who have either lost their lives in the line of duty or have been catastrophically injured. So the Backstoppers is a promise between the community and the first responders saying we will never take for granted the risks that police officers and firefighters and paramedics take every day. We're not going to take that for granted, and we will be there if something were to happen to you to help take care of your families. So that explains itself. And why the running? Well, I don't really have a lot of other skills, Ryan. (laughs) you got to take what you can get. And the one thing I can know is I, I can run for a long time. I always like to think of myself as an unskilled athlete, meaning I have athletic ability, but really no skills. So I was kind of a morale player on my ice hockey team and I was decent at tennis but nothing extraordinary but I I can run so I figured I could combine my passion for the backstoppers and a run and make it an event you know especially now more than ever right right now the backstoppers need our support and obviously they're not having the ticket sales the public sales for their guns and hoses event which is a big fundraiser for them so if I could step in and help that's what I wanted to do. Well, how much have you raised for them so far? 
I'm pretty darn excited. We are at $15,000 today, just over wow. $15,000. And a very generous donation is coming in from the Arthur and Helen Bayer Foundation. So I know they have pledged to donate a, a major contribution, which is exciting. And I know there will be people as well who donate during the run. You know, some people maybe are going to donate a certain dollar amount for every mile that I run. So we know we'll get more in. I would love to blow past that $20,000 mark. That's the goal. Get past that $20,000 mark for the backstoppers. Wow. So you're going to have a little bit of pressure now. Have you ever had pressure when you're running? I have, yes. It's a different kind of pressure. So you always feel pressure when you race marathons. And I've I've trained for marathons before and I used to write for Fleet Feet Sports. I used to work at Fleet Feet. And one year, I had a 25-week series that I wrote, um, a series of, I guess, columns that I wrote that, that tracked my training to run a sub-three-hour marathon for the first time. And it seemed like a good idea. I thought, yeah, I'll write this series every week. I'll, I'll write an update on how my training is going. And then at the end of 25 weeks, I'll make my attempt to break three hours. And then I realized, oh, my gosh, I really don't want to fail at this point because (laughs) I've been writing about it for 25 weeks. And I would feel like I disappointed people or feel embarrassed if I messed up. Now, when you run during this time, do you try to find things to keep you distracted? Do you have like a podcast or music you listen to? Or are you just trying to be one with the land and you have to? pay close attention to where you're at it depends on the run ryan if i am doing a workout or a tough long run where i'm really trying to push the pace believe it or not i don't like to listen to anything you're just focused on your breathing you're focused on putting one foot in front of the other so for tough workouts it's kind of like say you're focusing on work and there's a lot of ambient noise or noise in the background it's kind of irritating right you're like everyone just be quiet i'm trying to focus that's kind of how it feels during a tough run i I just like to focus now i have running buddies that i run with a lot and we just talk the whole time if i'm running by myself um like today i didn't run with any music or headphones at all i just like to enjoy nature but i will also run listening to I can listen to KMOX using the radio.com app and I can listen, rewind and listen to shows that I missed, or I'll listen to podcasts or audiobooks, which I still call books on tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's the best way to describe them. So if people wanted to maybe contribute or help out or learn about the journey you've been going through and getting this up and running, what's the best place mm-hmm. for them to find things out? Yes. Go to Backstoppers dot org slash Amy Mark scores run. And you have to donate through that link for the donation to be, you know, uh, marked as a donation for the run. So backstoppers dot org slash Amy Mark scores run. Also on my Twitter at Amy Mark scores, I post updates, you know, little video updates. And also we've been interviewing members of the backstoppers organization, as well as Uh, the families of first responders who have received help from backstoppers after, uh, you know, they've lost a spouse or a loved one. And I post those interviews on my Twitter as well. 
Okay, Amy Mark's score is part of the Charlie Brennan Show here on KMOX. You're a week away from all of this going down. And, hey, thanks for coming on and talking about it. Great work, and I hope that you get above your $20,000 donation marker. Well, thank you so much, Ryan. Always fun to chat with you. And Amy joins us on the Quiver River Electric guest line on Overnight America. We'll take some more of your calls coming up on KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. MichaelsFlooringOutlet.com on KMOX. And thanks again for being with us tonight on Overnight America. We have a lot of time to look at the latest results, and it doesn't look like there have been much in the way of results in Georgia. Just gave an update. Georgia results. Okay, so... Uh, Trump's margin is now down to 1,902 votes. Wow. With, they say, believing over 99% of the votes are in. Wow, is that a close one. In Pennsylvania, about six minutes ago, they gave an update. Trump's margin's 42,144 votes. That was the latest one there. And, wow, if they're giving updates every hour, this is big. they got to be getting close to the end. So let's take some more of your calls on this at 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. And Vernell's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Thanks for my call. Let me say one thing. Uh, I worked in election for the last 20 years now. I don't know how you worked in election in Missouri and Minnesota, but I'm telling Eleanor, okay, in Illinois, the only way you could come in and check any records, you had to be a poll watcher, all right? So let's suppose we got in our precinct or district poll, we have precinct one and precinct nine, or I just use those two. You have potentials to watch, ask anything about poll one and poll nine. You cannot come in and canvas this without credentials. Second is when you, through voting, as you think you would vote, and you must leave. If you stay, we politely call the police and have you removed. So it's, I don't know what Trump's talking about, a legal vote. Every ballot you get up, there's a legal vote. So what I'm saying in Illinois, you cannot come in and ask anything unless you've got credentials saying you're a poll watcher. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're talking about the actual polls well, no, themselves. No, no, They're no. talking yep, about the yep. process that goes on after when all of the different mail-in ballots, the uh, provisional ballots, things like that are being counted behind the scenes. So that's, I think, what he's referring to. No, he's questioning all these ballots. A legal ballot, a legal ballot is every any vote you take in that. It's in the ballot you take as a legal ballot. Now, one thing about if you come and spoil a ballot, we have a folder that says spoil ballots. That ballot has to go in that small ballot envelope and has to be turned in. So what I'm getting is what Trump trying to allude to, the fact that, of course, to the fact it's not there. Now, what he's got to do is produce facts. But I can tell you in Illinois, you have to have credentials to come in and curse or ask anything about the election. Well, I think I what you that. see, some of, the, some of these places where they're actually counting the ballots, and you have, I mean, hundreds of thousands of the mail-in ballots, the ones that were held on to and processed after the fact. This is even after the ones that are at the polling places, the ones that were done in person. The question is, was the verification process honest? So you could verify that fairly easy. So if there were people there that were looking over this process, and from what I understand, if there is a discrepancy as in, hey, I don't think this is a valid ballot, normally what you have is both sides would be able to look at it. 
say, okay, I don't think this is a ballot, they would bring in an arbitrator to come in to figure out which one is right. Now, if you lose the ability for one of the parties to oversee and watch that, who knows if the verification process was done in all honesty. So that's where you're talking about bringing in an, a special audit to make sure every one of those that were put forth are legal ballots. So well, we're talking about le in legal in this sense. We're, we're not necessarily well, talking about anything else. We're just looking at the ones that have been said to have been legal. Are there any questions to those? Well, in, in Illinois, all those ballots are counted at the county seat as we do our roundup at each precinct. So we have the polls, and we do all our records at polls, and we turn them into the county seat. And the county clerk, his people, they go through it. So what I'm getting at, uh, that's where it's conducted. So what I'm getting at, Trump's going to find out he don't have any valid reason. He's going to look like a, a man that's about a, a word of prayer, and he's going to look real bad. Of course, in the United States, voting system is very bad. And I can tell you this, it's highly recommended. We do everything right, and we do it. So thank you for accepting my call. Thank, thank yeah, you. Thanks, Vernal. Any anytime. So I think what you're going to see, and if we're going to use, I'm going to just use New York as an example again, because we're talking about an area that has tried this. And back when they did the primary in uh, over the summer for one of their local elections, there are 400 plus right around, we'll say 400,000 mail-in ballots of those 400,000, 318 were valid. 84,000 were not valid. So when they went through their own verification process, they found about 20 percent ish were not valid. So now I think you're Donald Trump and you're looking at this and you're saying, well, that's weird. So if we were to use this as an example of state following state laws, were the state laws being followed? So I think there's a few things he's already said he's going to look for. Number one, validation that the thing was in on time. Were there ballots that were brought in late that don't have proof that they were submitted before the cutoff period? There's that question. Now, again, he has the burden of proof. He has to come forward and say he's got proof that these things are there no postmarks, meaning are we just getting a bunch of ballots that were no postmarks? Were they registered voters? Were they not registered? Were they submitted the wrong way? Were the state laws saying they had to be counted by a certain time being upheld correctly? All of these things are big questions. And when you're talking about narrow, I mean, razor thin margins, they can make a world of difference. Another thing that you see the news networks bringing up a million different ways is that, oh, wait a second, the mail-in ballots are primarily Democrat. So that means there's a huge advantage to Joe Biden because that's how you see all of these large leads from the president sink after the last couple of days because that's what they're doing is they're going through the mail-in ballots right now. So I think that's the point. I think that if you don't have the verification process that's stringent, as in it's not fully encompassing both parties that are going through the verification process, then if you don't have anyone that says, well, I don't think this is a valid uh, vote, I don't think this is a valid ballot, this needs to be looked at, and everything gets pushed through, then you have the argument that we need to bring in a third party to go through and audit these things because maybe there's irregularities, maybe there's not all of the different footmarks that you would need for this sort of thing. And I say this, and I have to preface it again, the burden of proof is on Donald Trump. If he has these sort of things, he can argue these sort of things, then he's going to, I think, be able to wipe away a lot of that um, illegal votes that came in after the fact. You, uh, here's the thing. You can't assume 100 percent of the mail-in ballots are 100 percent legal all the time. You cannot do that. Statistically speaking, it's impossible. So what is that number? So let's say they give out 
stats on the state level. We had to invalidate X amount. What if that number is, oh, I don't know, 1%, something like that, a very low number. And then you look at what we've seen so far in other states like New York, where the number's closer to 20% that were they weren't submitted properly. Then what do you do? Is that an irregularity that would trigger an audit? That's a question. The, the whole thing right now is for Donald Trump is he's questioning these things. And he's going through the process to question it. That's what he's doing. And if you're behind... It's, you know, it could be just a strategy for him to win the election. Could be. Could also be that, well, don't you want to make sure the right thing is being done? Don't you want to be absolutely sure in this election there is no question the right thing is being done? And if that's the case, then maybe you welcome an audit to make sure, uh, absolutely sure. Just saying. So all of the different talking heads that you see on the CNNs, MSNBCs and things and saying that the only reason he's doing this is because he's a racist, like David Axelrod said today, so despicable. Um, no, okay, how about we just flip it? We'll just do the same lines that you're using. Don't you want to make sure this is 100% accurate Then we should welcome an independent audit? Okay, let me take some more of your calls. Uh, Mike is holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, how you doing, Ryan? Good, Mike, thanks. Now, you ain't gonna like this, but I gotta be honest. There is no fraud. I've been listening to the news. I didn't vote for Trump. I didn't vote for Biden. I voted for a pro life constitution party. A judge said there's no fraud. It's legal voting. And I know you're familiar with Mitch McConnell, the chief Republican. And I know a lot of people can't stand him, they want him out. And if there was fraud, he'd be gone. He won. He kept his Senate seat, and Mitch McConnell, out of his own mouth, even said there was no fraud. All that's been honest. Now, Donald Trump might not like the outcome, but he needs to learn to grow up and quit being a sore loser, and it's all been legal. Mm. Yes. Yes and no. Well, if you want to talk about what's been presented and satisfied, that's what you're going to hear. Now, if there's something He's that hasn't no been case, presented like yet. I'm pretty much, he has no case. Well, I, I wouldn't say there's no case. No, I, I wouldn't well, say that there's judge? no case. The judge said so. There's nothing no, illegal. I, I wouldn't say there's no case. I mean, that's, that, that's I think, stretching it. I think saying okay. no case is also wrong because I think you can make a case for this. Like I said, the burden of proof is going to be on Donald Trump here, so he has to present some evidence, which he very well may. I don't know. And thanks for your call. But keep in mind, Mitch McConnell, that's a state-level thing. So that's, we're talking about Kentucky overwhelmingly did fine there. We're talking about different areas that are being audited right now, completely different thing. We'll take some more of your calls coming up next on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 